Attention. The National Weather Service has issued a hurricane warning for the entirety of the National Hockey League. Please stay tuned for further information from the Storm Cellar. Welcome back to the Storm Cellar Playoff Edition, Ray. It's it's the best and worst time of the year because like regular season's over, so you know the end is near. <laughs> but super excited to get rolling. Um, the last two days have been really tough. I'm like, I just want to play. I just want to see them play hockey. Like, please. yeah, what's going on? How's it? How, uh, how is Canada? Uh, look it, here in Calgary, we are on our, uh, by my count, we are on our second spring and anyone will tell you, we've got at least three more winters coming. The last of which will be arriving in May, May long weekend <laughs> in Calgary is notorious for snow. Still, uh, we'll get a blast of snow or whatever. It'll be miserable. And then all of a sudden spring will be here and we'll be on our way to summer, which lasts about a half an hour. But uh, beside all of that, uh, it's, it's going, it's going great. I was very, very happy with what I saw for us, the hurricanes going into the playoffs. We've got lots of things to discuss. Mm -hmm. So let's jump right in. Let's, let's do that. Um, so obviously, uh, I jumped in just to get things kicked off last week. Uh, I, I thought it was phenomenal. Uh, thanks to Kaylee and Alex for coming on. Uh, Man, really what a great episode. episode. Yeah. It was fun to listen to our show purely as somebody listening in, right? I didn't know what was going to happen or where things were going and on, and I, and I really enjoyed it. So uh, kudos to you. Uh, Thank you. Them. Uh, Thank I, you, yeah, kind I liked sir. it. Um, they carried the show. I mean, let, let's yeah, be perfectly wonderful. honest, right? They were outstanding. And it's what we love here in the storm cellar. Like really it's, I think it's our, you know, I, we're, we're pretty good with our knowledge about the team and, you know, mm -hmm. estimations and stuff like that. But really the joy and the power of the storm cellar is when we have uh, fellow Kaniacs from all over in and shine the the light on them. I think that's where our strength is for what we've done. It's what we've modeled the show after, and they never let us down. They they never let us down. They give us great takes on so many things, and uh, you know Kaylee's whole story about the flags and how she did the work and the ideas that she had and everything. And then from there, when we're talking about the final week of the playoffs and the few games that we had left, where are we going to be? They were all over it. Super hot takes. They were, yeah, they yeah. were fantastic. Alex was great too. I thought Alex's Jordan stall as a tropical depression take was uh, bold. And, and I don't disagree with him really. I mean, Jordan Stahl is not known for his offensive capabilities. Right. But as captain of the team, when you, when your team isn't putting up points and there is, you know, they aren't getting things done. I know that, you know, maybe, you know, there, he has leadership that he generally puts out there in other ways, but you know, nothing a few <laughs> would have been a big deal, right? It would have made yeah. it a lot less uh, interesting on the 13th, but you it, it took me back. It, it really, it shocked me because I, I, I don't know if uh, the captain has 
essentially earned enough of the earned enough respect that he is now Teflon as far to criticism or not. You don't hear it on him, but he justified his Mm -hmm. selection perfectly. And it really made, it really made you think I, and he put it out there that they needed more from him. And wouldn't you know it in the very next game, Uh that third line put back together in the the next two games, as a matter of fact, produces. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, it's like. How many times has it happened to us? It's happened so many times. Yeah. It's like maybe the team is listening. Maybe. Uh, Someone is because it's crazy. He put it out there and it was great. It was great. It was. So after the show, um, first comes up Ottawa, right? Team team we should beat. Yeah. It, it's 2 nothing Ottawa in no time flat. Um, I texted you and I'm like, I my mental health is more important to me than this game. I'm turning the game off. <laughs> and and even though Ray was kind of to text me updates, he's like, oh, it's it's 2-1, it's 2-2. I'm like, yeah, no, nah, they're, they're going to blow it. It's just a gut feeling. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you just know. You just you just watch and you're like, yeah, no, this is just not going to go our way, and yeah. So I got a good night's sleep and felt better in the morning and wasn't super mad about it. I was just like, hey, you know, I I had said last week I on Twitter, I resolved myself that we weren't going to win the Metro. New Jersey was going to you know probably tie us in points and win it, and as long you know since I just made that decision last week. If it came true, I wouldn't be upset, right? Because that's my new expectation. Like, look, right? You know, if they if they just can't do it, they can't do it. Fortunately, you know, very happily. So, so instead of being disappointed that they you know potentially didn't do it, I'm stoked because I wasn't expecting them to actually win it. They come out against a Detroit team who has been a thorn in their side for oh years, my gosh. and just put them down four to one. I mean, that was you know that was a beauty of a game there. And then it they was. come out against the Kitties. And this is one of those games where you feel really good about it. And then, you know, it's what, like three minutes left to go. Maurice pulls the goaltender, you know, and then it's just like, you know, back and forth. Go, uh, Gosses Bear gets the empty netter. And I posted like, that's the one that seals it. You know, that seals it. That's the yeah. game winner. It ended up being the game winner. It should not have been the game winner. No. It was because Florida <laughs> scored four in the third. Uh, as did Carolina. So yeah, even though it was six to four, I think people felt you know it felt a lot closer to that, right? You know, Burns and Kokinami get you started, and then in the third period, you get goals from Barkov, Lomberg, Burns, Fast, Gosespair, Duclair, Verhage, and Aho. Like that's a heck of a stat line of just <laughs> eight goals in that period alone. I was, was like. I mean, it was fun to watch, but I will say I not I wouldn't say I was sweating there at the end, but I was definitely oh, I was I, I was definitely not super excited. I'm like, okay, like can like if the timer could just click down a little faster, I would really appreciate it. So. You, what was really frustrating about all of this, and we have talked about it before, and everyone hangs their hat on it, is the games in hand. Yeah, the game I, against the game against Ottawa was the game in hand. All they had to do was win that one, 
and it's would have been out of reach. It would have been out of reach, That's and right. it could have provided a little bit more rest down the stretch and stuff. It didn't turn out, and I was thinking to myself, I'm not sure how this is going to go. And in the first, I'd say, four minutes of the Red Wing game, I felt relief again because I was seeing our guys doing playing our game the way we play it and taking control of the game right from the start Mm -hmm. whether it was through the puck control or the aggressive four check that we know and love the signature of this team i i knew they were back and then so they win that one and then they go out and do it again against the panthers I, there was that relief and it's like, okay, it's not as bad as the feeling that we had going into it. The games that you should win the one. And, and it's funny. I've said that a number of times and I've heard a lot of people say, guys in the NHL, there are no games that you should win. This is not like baseball or football or whatever. Because all of these teams are great and they can turn it on every night and win. Mm -hmm. Ask uh, about, ask Carolina what they think about Arizona or Anaheim (laughs) or whatever. Right. And it's, and it's, it's, they, they aren't wrong. Every game is up for grabs, but the, there is no doubt that when you have the more talented team who can, control the game the way the hurricanes can it means there are games that you should win especially against teams that are racing to the bottom for the bodner pick you know what i mean absolutely Uh, i just uh, and and the and on the other side of that there was the excuse thrown out there as well there's teams out there that are playing for their lives right they have a little bit more to play for and than Carolina, really. We know Carolina's in. They've got more to play for and then whatever. And what I, my instant reaction was, guys, you don't think the division was top, top priority for us? It absolutely was. We were playing for our lives and we did see it. The division was important uh, for a lot of reasons, immediate. Mm-hmm. But for bragging rights too, three-time, three-time Metro Division champions straight. It's great. It's great. 100%. We, looking around the league, um, just a couple of thoughts that pop out. Pittsburgh and the Capitals not in the postseason for the first time in many years, and they're doing it together. Um, that's yeah. huge. I mean, that, those those were two of the longest streaks, and they're out. Sixteen years for the Pens. Isn't that amazing? And sixteen years of of Crosby, is it not? Yep. Yep. So absolutely tells you so, what you know what he and Malkin have done there. Mm-hmm. Um, Philly Philly cleared house the other day. They they fired everybody. Oh yeah, <laughs> Pitts, Pitt, Pittsburgh. Everyone's gone. Uh, Hextall, yeah. Burke. I mean, just they just wiped everyone out and i mean i I think no matter what even if they made the playoffs that was happening no matter what yeah it was time 
Um, yeah. Anaheim, congrats to the Anaheim Ducks for tanking uh, and, and winning the Bedard sweepstakes in terms of the, the best chance at a pick. And, and going through the, the numbers, Ray, one of the numbers I always watch personally is goal differential. Right. It's one of those things I always am looking at and going, okay, you know, let, let's look at this. Of the playoff teams, every mm-hmm. playoff team in the East has a positive goal differential. Every team who missed the playoffs in the East has a negative one. And seems like straight facts, right? Right. It seems pretty close. In the West, every team who made the playoffs has a positive goal differential. And Calgary is the only team who missed it that has a positive. All the other ones were negative. And Anna, poor Anaheim's in a, a negative 129, which is the worst in the league and they're the worst team. And that sounds, maybe in some ways that sounds really obvious, but if you think about it, it's not necessarily, right? You can beat up on a weak team and score 10 goals and that and be a plus nine yeah. and, and lose your next three because they're all one goal games and still have like a plus, you know, six or seven, right? Yes. But, you know, the, the Bruins are just up there. You know, I mean, they had a plus 128. It, that's just, right? it's and amazing. And the next closest team was a plus 67, I think, which is basically half. So the Bruins just lighten people up. Like, oh, yeah. Tomorrow. 305 goals for for the Bruins. Only 177 allowed. Which and that's the, that's the other thing. It's not just how many goals that they scored, which was plenty. Mm-hmm. That that uh, defense and their goaltending, their goaltending has been outstanding, both mm-hmm. of them. But now, those were a couple of trends I noticed league-wide. Um, in the West, um, let's just kind of jump in. So let, let's go through real quick. In the East, uh, you have the Bruins, right? You're going to have yeah. Bruins, Florida in the first round. You're going to have Carolina versus Wildcard 1, then the Islanders. And then you have Jersey Rangers and then Toronto, Tampa Bay all going to be interesting series i don't know anybody who's picked florida as far as experts go and i don't blame them um but i did put two dollars on florida to win because they're paying off at like plus eight hundred or thousand i forgot what it is but if florida were to win you know my two dollars becomes like you know like 160 dollars yeah pretty outstanding right you know for two dollars like you know for the price of a cup of coffee that's that'll be worth watching those you know those yeah you love uh, the long shots in the West. Um, Colorado comes out of nowhere, uh, not no, not really nowhere, but Colorado comes back from a very you know poor start of the season mm-hmm. to finish atop the central, uh, which I was very surprised about. So, you know, I, I kind of couldn't believe that a little bit, but you have Vegas as the number one seed out west. Going against uh, Winnipeg, I think it is. Yes, it sure um, is. Colorado versus Seattle, the newcomer. That's going to be an interesting uh, one to watch. It, it um, is. Then Dallas, it Minnesota, is. and then I think Edmonton, Los Angeles is a rematch from last year. It is. So, uh, do we just want to jump into predictions and just start talking playoffs? Because I, I want sure. to talk about the regular season some, but maybe we should just wait until the season's over and then do a full wrap up. I think of the Kane season. Well, I mean, I don't what what I what I will say just uh, summarily for an I I can make it really short. Sure. Is uh, for as for the regular season for the Carolina Hurricanes, great. Really, yeah, I, I mean, we've been we've been critical about how they were doing, but the where we're coming from, it, it's from a place of expectation, right? 
and of, of acknowledging your capability and when you're not playing up to your capability that's fair calling criticism. it that's, out yeah fair no, criticism we're, i don't feel like we're ever dooming loomers i don't i don't think we're ever the kind of get on they're like oh we're never gonna win again and this team is the worst team and they shouldn't be. but to say we shouldn't lose to ottawa when that game matters to win the metro is true we shouldn't lose to ottawa yeah it's uh, i think we we offer fair criticism where it's necessary you know I what i mean so. and it's not and it's certainly not from a place from out of love because we're in the playoffs that's really in a sense all that really mattered yeah. it didn't even matter if we didn't win the metro or not it was important but it really didn't matter the importance is staying in the playoffs and i can feel that among a lot of fans yeah, that are happy that they're in because we still have the memories of the dark ages. Right. And to put it in context, I mean, we like like you said, we've been critical, I think, when inappropriate. Uh, anytime people talk about the doom and gloomers, I always worry it's us. And then I get snippets of like part of social media that are people like we don't, you know, we don't follow or we don't get their posts and things. And I'm like, oh, no, it's definitely not us. There's some real people out there who just, this, you know, are chicken little, the sky is falling. After yeah every, after every game but for context hatch already supposed to be the goal scorer he plays yeah. three games five games three games something i, I, I think it was five but i think it was five and he had three goals in five so there's that goal you've you've had anderson or rots a hurt it feels like almost the whole year all season yeah right you lose festikov yeah you're the second best team in the whole league behind Boston, who just dominated. Yep. And then it's New Jersey and Toronto before you even get to a Western Conference team. And then you have four in a row, Vegas, Edmonton, Colorado, Dallas, and then the Rangers in Los Angeles to, to round out the top 10. So yep. even with all the stuff they went through, they're the second best team in the league. How is that not a win? Like if, if anybody out there feels like this season could have been more up to this point, I don't know how. No. You could win the President's Trophy, which I do not care about in the least. No. But I, I would have liked to have taken the season series from the Bruins and won two of the three. And we ended up losing two of the three. But, you know, the last one points was in every game, points in every game. They couldn't beat us in regulation. I, that's a victory. Like it is. They, they thoroughly dominated other people and they did not do that to the Canes. That's exciting. It um, is. Looking at points, I, I looked up April. Just because I, you know, I mentioned, I think last week or the week before you, you know, if you're playing, you know, if you're playing halfway hockey to finish out the season, then you enter the playoffs playing halfway hockey. You know, you're not saving up guys energy. You, you just start to play at a level that's mediocre. Yeah. Um. Since April 1st, Yaspiri Kotkaniemi is your number one points guy. Seven points. He's almost 0.9. He's at 0.88, I think, points per game. The kid's on fire. He's starting to come into his own. He is. I think he's going to get better the next couple of years because he is still a baby. Seth uh, Jarvis has taken a lot of heat. He's, he's 22. Yeah. Yeah. And he, yeah. He's 22 and he's doing all of the things that you need him to do. He's he is going to the front of the net. He's a scorer guy, right? He's flashy, great shot, but the, he's got toughness. He's got grit and he goes to where you need to score. To throw that's, the body. 
Yeah. You know, he's like, Stretch isn't here. Somebody needs to put a body on this guy. And he's doing it. Like, oh, that's great. It's great. You love seeing it. I feel like we went from KK is the second line center of the future when Trocek leaves mm-hmm. to, okay, maybe he's not that, but he could still be a Jordan Stahl third line defensive center replacement. Yep. And now we're starting to go, okay, maybe he is that, but maybe at a second line level because he's starting to find his game. Like, okay, it, but he's but he's still playing really well defensively. That's the really cool part, right? I'm loving, I'm loving 200 so, foot game. KK all day is the way I put it when he scores. I, I, the kid is really growing into that contract. And I think, you know, over the next six, seven years, we're going to see him really start to take off. So absolutely. Um, Seth Jarvis has, has been cold, but has one goal and five assists in April, right? 0.75 points per game, along with Brett Burns, who has four and two for six points. So those guys on fire. Brady Shea, oh, 0.63 goals a game. Stefan Nosen's picked it up. Then you dip down to Ajo, who's got half a point a game and needs to find, you know, we 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 can't have an Ajo, you know, th- there will be two Ajos in the opening round. And ours needs to be the better one. A hundred percent. By a margin, right? Not by, you know, obviously the positions are different, but. Um, Definitively, but, yeah. You know, Drury, Natchez, Martinuk, Gossespierre, those guys, I expect to see better production out of them because it, it falls off below Ajo from 0.5. It falls off pretty quickly down into, yeah. the, you know, down into like the 0.25 points per game. But the younger guys are stepping up. So if the younger guys kind of give that, you know, if they're able to kind of push on those older guys, those veterans kind of make them work a little bit for it, it should be, I mean, I think, uh, should we start with our series or should we start elsewhere? We'll we'll finish up with our series. Let's start in the West. Let's start in the West and we'll work our way back to to us here. I like that. Um, Let's you, you, go. You live in the West. I'll let you pick. Yeah, where we're going. Sure. <laughs> let's 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 start with the rematch and the Oilers and the LA Kings. This is an intriguing one. Uh, the Oilers, after the trade deadline, uh, what is it? O O K L. Their defensive pickup from Nashville. Oh yeah. Wow. The Oilers are playing great hockey, the hottest team in the league coming in as far as points. They are playing outstanding. Their power play is lights out, like 33%, I think, is what they're they're wow. scoring at, 33 or 36. It might be even that high. Yeah. It's, it's like if you take two penalties – only two penalties, there's a good chance they're scoring at least one goal. It's that kind of reliability. And they're getting production up and down the lineup now, too. They are getting everything that you know is important for playoffs, which is the secondary scoring, mm-hmm. the special teams, which is amazing, and their goaltender, Stuart Skinner. Wow. He's really stepped it up and worthy of worthy. I would not be against him getting rookie of the year. Wow. I would not be against that, that, that he, he has played that well. And I think it's more accentuated because with the Oilers, that was always the problem. 
Right. Is they were not getting the goaltending that they needed. And now he is playing fantastic. The Kings have been great too. They've got lots of scoring and look the the it's an intense bright light on the Oilers right now. It's t- it's time. And right. there's a lot you want to talk about expectations. You think we have expectations on our boys? <laughs> it's not, I mean, it's really next level. And because they got to the West uh, final last mm-hmm. season, they think they're ready for the next step. And it's hard to argue when they're getting the production that they do. And they have Connor McDavid. So, and Leon Dreisaitl, right? And Leon. Think, yeah. Um, let's Leon, not forget poor Leon plays in, you know, McDavid's shadow, but big, big shadow, but he's pretty talented too, to say the least. That's the understatement of the uh, millennia. I I like the Oilers winning this one against the Kings, but it's not going to be as easy as maybe some think. Right. I, I, I put the, I put the Oilers winning this one in seven. All right. They'll need them all down. Oilers in seven for Ray. You gotcha. Right. Uh, I don't know okay, where so, you're at though. Like, so I'm with you hundred percent, right? You have, you have two of the most prolific scores in the whole, in the world of hockey with McDavid and Dreisaitl. Yeah. You then have guys like Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Zach Hyman who oh. are providing secondary scoring that used to not be there. You have Skinner who actually can play in goal. Yep. On the other side, you have the Kings who you know, they have, you know, Fiala, for example, you know, they have, um, Kempe, Kempe they, they have a uh, Corpus Salo, I think in, uh, yeah. And, and, and so the, the big thing here, I think is I agree with you. I think it's going to be seven games. Anytime you go to seven games, I think it's a coin flip, right? It is to me. You can't say, Oh, it's like, you know, just to use your example, you can't definitely say it's Oilers and seven. Because if it gets to seven, they're obviously much closer than anybody wants to admit. Yep. Um, I think it's going to be the Oilers in seven by a nose as well. Um, just because, I don't know, I feel like L.A. is going to bring the heat and really want a little vengeance for last year. But I think I think the Oilers are going to be motivated enough to push through that. Mm-hmm. Um and so I tell I you what, I, but if, if the Kings were to win, I would not be surprised at all. Yeah. And, and what I would say is I think Skinner for the Oilers is the difference. It's is, is the reason why I'm picking the Oilers. If they are with uh soupy back there, different, Mr. Campbell, different animal, di- different, different altogether. Just not he was has not been providing the goaltending necessary to get where they need to go. Conversely, if LA had Jonathan Quick in net, if they had Quick in I, net, I would, I would I would say the Kings. You know, it's weird because Quick had such a a difficult year, and now <laughs> until it, he got it, traded, <laughs> until he got traded exactly, and now because he got traded and ended up i mean we're both looking for we would love to have a knight's kings right that's what everyone wanted just for that story alone Mm. for quick to play against his old team in the playoffs and and we'll we'll see what happens there but yeah i just 
right now Edmonton is if you couldn't ask for a team to be coming into the playoffs any hotter. Right. And if if they can keep that trend going, they're going to go a long long way. Right, how about how about Colorado and uh and the Kraken will release the Kraken into the playoffs. Congratulations to them. Two seasons in and in the playoffs. That's great. And really, arguably a pretty darn good season. Like, they have a lot to feel good about. Even even if they were to get swept, this season has been fantastic for the Kraken. There's no question. The uh, the effort that they've been putting in, they have been, it is a total team lift, right? Like Ev, they're getting up and their success reminds me, oddly enough, of the Hurricanes, not necessarily exactly the way we play, but it's a full team lift. You know what I mean? There's no reliance on one more so than the other everyone's pulling on the rope in the same direction. That's what you want. It's what you love about this team. It's not going to be enough against the avalanche. They're getting a little bit healthier. No, they don't have Landis Cog, which is unfortunate for Colorado. It's the abs in six and six. Some, yeah. And, and the reason why I'm saying six is because I'm giving I'm giving the Kraken the respect I think that they deserve. I have a feeling that it's only going to take five, but I'm giving six out of respect. That's fair. Because I... just how, how, uh, just the way I feel about the team. And maybe that's my love of Ron Francis, you know, leaking in <laughs> there or whatever, too. But um, yeah, I'm giving I'm giving it to the Avs in six. It's going to be an entertaining series, to be sure. Yeah, to me, it all comes down to um, high powered offense in in Colorado and Seattle's. I think much greater depth because of Colorado's injuries. Mm-hmm. So if Colorado stays healthy, I don't see how they end up losing to Seattle. Um, but I think Seattle will give them a series. Um, it, it, this might be a little overwhelming. I, obviously, it's not, you know, the team is new, but the players are not necessarily new. There's plenty of veterans on that squad. But, you know, a, the Avalanche are just starting to find their rhythm after a bad start, right? And I just mm-hmm. don't see them them losing. I, I, think, the, I think the Avalanche are going to take this one and probably, I'm going to say six games because I think Seattle's going to, gonna pop a couple there that nobody quite expects like they're gonna maybe win one of those handedly and then maybe Mm -hmm. get a squeaker but ultimately i i can't see the crack and falling or i'm sorry i can't see the crack and overcoming the avalanche you know that's an uphill battle so to speak Uh, well played at least i saw what you did there that was nicely done moving on the uh this one might be a really, really tough one. It's this the Dallas Stars against the Minnesota North Stars. Or sorry, it's the Minnesota North Stars in Dallas <laughs> playing the Minnesota Wild. This is gonna be a great series. I this is really looking, looking forward, forward to. to. Yeah, hundred percent. And for me, uh 
I'm focusing mostly on the goaltending. I love Ottinger for Dallas. And who who doesn't like Flurry, like the flower? And in Minnesota, they've got two goaltenders, right? Two great ones again. And Minnesota, I don't know what they were doing in that one game earlier this week. Like they were behaving like knuckleheads, to say the least. I don't know what the heck what happened in that game. Um, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. It's gonna be entertaining. The little subtext, you know, the team who was in Minnesota taking on the team that is in Minnesota. That's kind of a neat kind of feel, a subtext story there. Uh, but I I like Dallas in this one. And I like it. In, I like it in seven. And Ottinger will be Ooh, the di- Ottinger will be the different. Yeah, there's going to be some long series in this one, to be sure. I so Dallas is as close to an adopted second team as I have. I'm I'm a Canes only guy, but I think it's the Finnish connection. I really like the Stars. Oh, yeah. I really like the way they play, and I don't think it's going to be as close as you do. Um, so you start with the Otter, who you know he's helped put Dallas on an eight and two, I think, run to finish the season. They have Amazing. the NHL's third best defense. They're only giving up, you know two and a half goals a game or so, but they have the six best offense and they're scoring three and a half goals a game. Right. You know, you've yeah. got the Tyler Sagan's. I don't like Jamie Ben necessarily, but you got them right. They have robo. They have root. Um, you know, they have, um, uh, Hiskanen. They Haskinen is, is, is great at providing them a lot of offense from mm-hmm. the back, which is total reason I can see why you're digging on them. That's what we're doing. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. And, and, for the wild, for me, it's more about their goaltending in terms of keeping them in and giving them chances to win. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's not as much overall skill with the wild as there is with the stars. And I think the stars are just clicking in a way that reminds me of Carolina, like where things are just working and they're just able to find each other. It's it's fun to watch them, right? They play they play a style that's that's interesting. Um I think ultimately, I think the Wild are going to take this. I'm going to say six because it's the playoffs. But in my heart, uh, did I say Wild? Um, I just, I just blanked. I uh, the Stars. I hope I said stars. stars. I'm, I totally just had a brain fart. I think the Stars are going to take this in six only because, you, you know, anybody can win a game or two. But in my heart, I really think that Dallas might just put them away in five. So. There you go. I'm going to say six to, to just pad it a little bit. So, <laughs> so yeah, if happens. I don't look foolish, but no, no, no. I that understandable. The final final series in the West for this first round is the golden Knights versus Winnipeg jets. And I tell you, this one was really difficult for me to pick. Oh. And it, it goes, it goes to Hellebuck. As a goaltender, he is amazing. Like he he can and has won series in the past. You know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. on his own. Yep. Provided that ju- just where he just takes over the series and and wins, where he just becomes that brick wall. And the the Jets 
you know, when push came to shove that we, it was, it was tough. There was a lot of time where it was difficult to see them making it in, you know, but when push came to shove, they were enough. They, they got it done. Vegas has new goaltending. They are playing really, they're playing really quite well coming in to the playoffs. They, I mean, I, heck, I, 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 this one's, I'm going with the Knights, but yeah, I'm going with the Knights and I'm going to say, I'm going to say six games and six games. I, so again, I, you know, to me, this, you're right. Hello. If the, if the jets have a chance, it's because hella buck is just playing extraordinary out of his mind but and we just the guy i just mentioned like jonathan quick is now in vegas Mm -hmm. and was having a a floundering year and seems to have taken it very personally that he was traded to columbus yeah no question he didn't even get on a flight to columbus before he got traded he was like i'm not going trade me somewhere else and it was done i I don't know if that really happened but that's how but that's how i like to picture it Uh, (laughs) for sure yeah the, the theme from slap shot and the goalie's on the phone. And he's like, "Trade me, red flipping now." <laughs> like that's how I. That's how I like the picture. Quick in my head. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Vegas has found an extra gear that they they seem. You know, in the past they've been kind of snake bitten, injuries and things. Right. You know, Stone and Pacioretty and these guys. And not only has Quick had a resurgence out west, but you know, Eichel has been phenomenal. Yeah. I think Vegas takes this in five games. If if wow. if it's more than five games, then uh, Hellia Buck is the team MVP because I don't see how they can keep up. Um, yeah, he is the only thing. You know, if if I were to do a pros and cons list, he would be the only place that I might put in the Jets' favor. Sorry, Jets. You know, yeah. I, hey, prove me wrong. You know, it's playoffs, right? Prove me wrong. But yeah, I think this is going to be one of the few series that I think is just going to be short. I think Vegas is going to come out and just put them away. Yeah, you know, again, you're you when you're talking about Eichel, uh, it was like he's he he's like kind of the the marquee guy, mm-hmm. but when you look at the players that they also have. In Marcheso, you know, mm-hmm. Barbashev, it, Kessel. I mean, they're all oh, making oh, contributions, oh. right? So, but John, but Jonathan Quick. I mean, I'm ch- I'm kind of cheering for him. You I, know I what am I mean? too. Just I'm cheering because for Eichel. And, well, Eichel, on, Eichel honestly, too. I, Buffalo I'm fans won't guy, agree with you, but Kevin Adams. If, I know you're probably a big fan of our show. Um, you just got to give the dude a surgery. Like, you know, was it unproven? Yes. Has it obviously been the right call? Yes. Could you imagine if Buffalo had Eichel today, where they'd be? Because well, they, they, I don't, I don't, they wouldn't be a wild card team. They'd be in the playoffs. They'd be firmly in, in the think. Atlantic. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, they... I, Eichel, Eichel, I don't think handled that situation over you know overly well i don't think buffalo did either so i think there's a lot of blame to pass around yeah, 100% I'm kind of rooting for him. I, honestly when he scored that first goal back on buffalo 
and he kind of gave the crowd the business. Uh, I I laughed. Oh yeah, I, I yeah. So, was... <laughs> so I, I I would love to you know I would love to see those guys uh have a have a good run here. Cool. Let's move on. Uh, we'll go to we'll go to the east, and we'll start with uh, Boston and the Panthers. Credit the Panthers for finding their way in the end. And the one thing that they had said was they were building their team for the playoffs. And my joke was, you guys were counting your chickens before they were hatched. <laughs> you got to get to the playoffs to have the team that's made for the playoffs. And what do they get for as a result? Because they struggled so hard, they get the joy of taking on a team that has broken records, that is playing just amazing, and will give Boston their full credit. I mean, they this was an outstanding Nobody season. saw this coming. If anybody no one said saw at the beginning of the year that Bruins were going to be President's Trophy winning, record-setting champions, you Lies. are a liar. Lies, all lies. lies. Oh my gosh. It was just, you expected them to have so much trouble at start a season with all of those injuries, right? And their age, they're just in general, just their age. And I mean, oh my goodness, you know, Swayman and, and Olmark are just, I mean, my goodness, those guys have been, and they're fun to watch. As much as I dislike the Bruins living up here, uh, yeah. you know, like, like, you know, Bergie is, just a class guy and Swayman and, and Olmark are just their goalie hugs and stuff. I mean, they're just, are amazing. They're just adorable. They are. Yeah. They are absolutely they're, they're, the, uh, they're the antithesis to the Brad Marchands of the world there. It's like, Oh, like, like those guys. I'm, I'm willing to give, I'm willing to give the Panthers one game. And the reason why I say that. Alex Lyon, right? Isn't that that amazing? kid has been unconscious, unconscious coming in so much so that I think he's taken the starting position in game one away from Bobrovsky, who certainly I would, I would mean. have written, you would have written him in, you know, before yeah. Lyon started playing like this coming into the, you, you ride the hot hand. If Lyon doesn't come in and do all of that, then you start Bobrovsky. Like that's what your expect expectation was. Right. But Lyon has just been lights out and I think he can steal a game, but he'll only steal one game. <laughs> you know what I mean? And look, Kachuk is going to, It'll be fun seeing Kachuk on the ice with Marshawn. Two agitators who love to agitate, who can both score. I think this will get ugly. It, it could be. It could be ugly. If, if Bruins go up, you know, 3 nothing or something in the series, like I expect Florida to be like, oh, that's fine. We're just going to just hammer y'all. Yeah. You know? But uh, it's, it's Boston in five. There's really, um, I don't know how much more there is to say. I definitely saw a quote from, I think it was from the athletic and they said, if there was an option for Boston three, I would pick that. And I, yeah. I can't disagree with them, but what I want to happen is for four to win in seven. Long, a long difficult series. series. Oh a lot yeah. Of bodies hitting the ground. 
the yep. heartbreak of losing the game seven. Like that's what I want. That's my Schadenfreude, right? That's what I want to happen. Um, if Florida wins a game, they should feel really good about themselves because honestly, I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. No, Thank I you, Alex Lyon. They They're in the playoffs. You drew the Bruins. It, I just, the big thing for me is they won the President's Trophy last year. Am I? Am I imagining that? <laughs> You're not. You're not. And they made the, and they made the trade to send uh you know to get Kachuk and to send out Huberdo and um Uyghur. and Uyghur. and then they just sucked. And they 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 got rid of their coach. Yeah, right. Which was some of that was was off ice issues, and. I've said it many times, I love Paul Maurice, but they bring Paul Maurice in to coach what last year was a high-powered offense. That would, it just doesn't Paul match. Maurice is not a high-powered offensive-minded coach. And so this is not to back on Paul Maurice, but I was just like, this doesn't look like this would work. You know, if you, if you bring me into your university to teach history, gravy. If you bring me in to teach uh, theoretical physics, then I'm not going to do well. It's not because I'm not a good at teaching. It's because I, I, that's, you know, give me the tools, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. So, I, I kind of want to say Boston and four because I just don't see how the kiddies pull it off. But because of Alex Lyon and because of what he did in Chicago, and I said if if they were to win, I will buy an Alex Lyon jersey. I will spend the go. cash. I will buy a lion jersey. I will wear it around here every single day until I get beaten up, which <laughs> might not take long. <laughs> you but, might, <laughs> yeah, because so you'll be walking out prison. in the middle of a riot. Is what you'll be walking out into. Yeah. Like I would say, you know, keep yourself safely hidden for a little while until the riot dies <laughs> no, down or whatever, no, no, and no. then you like, go. Like I wouldn't ride the tea or something in it, but you know, I'm not that. <laughs> Not that insane. You don't so have you, a death wish, right? You said, you said Boston and four, did you? Or no, no, no. Five? I I said five. I'm giving. I, I agree. I, I I think. Look, I, I just Bruins think the Panthers, five, the Panthers can can win one, and they'll do it on uh, on Lions back. Yeah. Let's uh, let's and, and, and like triple overtime too. Just to be clear, like they're not going to just like come out and smoke the Bruins. No. They're going to come out, and it's going to be like a three three game in like double overtime. And then there's going to be a weird turnover at center ice and the Panthers are going to put it in. And that is going to be their victory. Do you know what? This is going to sound, this is going to sound bad. Okay. And I apologize to all my Kaniacs and stuff like that, but you know what this series feels like? It feels like 2002. I was, yeah, I was going to say 2002 Detroit, Carolina, like Detroit, Carolina, where, that's exactly they're just they got hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. They had the scores, they had, you know what I mean? And that one game, and maybe the series changes on that extra long mm-hmm. triple overtime I, game. If the result that, changes that was, in that, that one, yeah. there could have been more, but that's the same kind of situation. Just I think that could happen this way odds. Too. I think the Panthers could come out because the Brewers are going to come out. They're taking it easy, right? Like we got this tied up. They're going to come out. Not that they won't take the Panthers seriously, but they're not going to give 110% the first night. And the Panthers might steal that first game. Yep. And then the Bruins are going to go, oh, okay, we're, let's play hockey. And then it's going to be over in five. 
time to get into it. There you go. That's it. Just it just uh, has that vibe for me. I don't know. Uh, Anyway, uh, moving along. This one is going to be interesting in my household. Lightning Maple Leafs. Again, how many times are these guys going to face each other? And there's been a lot of complaint about this, the, the playoff system that the NHL has. Mm-hmm. Really, it should be one versus eight. It should be whatever and stuff like that. Oddly enough, the one versus eight method over this one changes very little of what would have happened in the East mm-hmm. because the only the only switch if it was one versus eight style was New Jersey would be playing the lightning mm-hmm. and it would be Toronto and the Rangers, which is honestly worse for the Maple Leafs in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I, think, I think the Maple Leafs got lucky getting the lightning. But exactly. It's the, it's the lightning in the playoffs. And uh, yeah, here, here we go. Right. Like Don't the it's revenge. It's revenge. Everyone said it, is Toronto going to get out of this one? They should. They should. But I'll tell you this. They had best win those first two games. Mm-hmm. Not just one. They had better win the first two. Because I'll tell you what. It's the the pressure that they have been on. I'm telling you, 1967, right? Everyone thinks about that, but it's more than that. They have not gotten out of the first round in forever. Forever. They can't get out of the first round. They need to assert their dominance. They have a great team. The question comes in net for them. The difference here is these two teams, I see it like I would give the, the skaters aspect a slight edge to Toronto, but there is a huge margin of difference in my opinion, even though their goaltending has been solid, they got over a hundred points. Vasilevsky who had really a me year, mm-hmm. right? He wasn't outstanding. Nope. No one's talking about him being a, a Vesna Trophy candidate or he's, anything. He's far he's from it. great instead of practically perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but when the playoffs start, it's like, okay, now I'm playing. Uh-huh. And Vasilevsky is, I think he's the difference. And you know what? My wife is going to murder me. I'm hoping that she's not going to listen to this episode. I'm hoping that she can't hear me now, but I've got the lightning in seven for the exact reason. It's funny. You say that because I'm going to keep my thoughts kind of general on on the the series. Um, One, if the Leafs, I'm, I'm going to think I'm going to call this for the Leafs. With some caveats. Okay. So, first of all, one of my favorite Twitter accounts that I follow is like Leafs Last Cup or something like that. And every day they tell you how many days it's been. Oh, it's been 6,935 days since the Leafs have won a playoff series. 
and only four or 1148 days since they lost to David Ayers. So 6,935 <laughs> days in the bag. They have not won a playoff series. I think they can do this with, I think it's two caveats. It might okay. be three. I'm, I'm bad at math. Um, number one, if the Leafs fall behind at any point in the series, I think they lose. Yeah. I agree with you. They absolutely must win game one. They really should win game two. Mm-hmm. And if they go down, you know, if they lose the first game, I, I think that's it. Yeah. If it goes to a game seven, Toronto will 100% lose. Yeah. So if they win four, if they win, I'm sorry, four in a row, if they win three in a row and then lose three, they are 110,000 million percent losing game seven. <laughs> so with those two caveats, if they can avoid that, if they can just stay ahead of the lightning, yeah. not go to game seven, I think the Leafs will win this in six by the thinnest of margins, but they're going to do it. I think this is finally their time to, I think as good as Vasilevsky is, I think the lightning is, you know, and it's the lightning. Like you can't count them out. No. Right. So it's going you know to be close, but I, I think the Leafs can do this in six, although it's going to be as close as a seven game series can be without going there. Because if it goes to seven games, mentally, the Leafs will do all the things that come with gripping your stick too tight and thinking too much and all those things, and they will fold. You know what? And I think a lot of people who have selected the Leafs pick them in six for your exact reason, because if it does get to a seventh, I think a lot of people believe the same thing that you do, which is it's just a guarantee. They're going to lose that one. The pressure is too much, too hard. The, what I like, man, oh man, it's, it's going to be. And some of that in fair to some of that's Tampa Bay. If it's seven and I'm, and I'm the lightning, I know yeah. I'm going to win that game. I know the Leafs are going to fold. I'm going to come out swinging whether or not, regardless of what the Leafs really do, mm-hmm. I'm going to know that they're going to fold and I'm going to come out while, well, you know, guns blazing. And it's, you don't, I know a few Leaf fans that are actually decent people and they're not the weirdo Leaf fans that are yeah. like the social media Leaf fans. And I'd like to see them win for them. And so I think maybe this is the year they just they finally put enough together to win a series. And I'll, and I'll go I'll go just a tiny step further here too just to say that there is no team in the league going into this playoff season that has accrued more house money than the Lightning. <laughs> if they were to get swept no one criticizes them because they've been to three straight Stanley cup finals. They have played more hockey Mm -hmm. than any other team than any other team. They've played more hockey. And so they are an older, older squad, not as young. And that type of, you know, the on the plus side they've got experience they've been through every type of game in every kind of war playoff war right mm-hmm. that's standard that gives that's a good thing but it also wears on them for that exact same reason because they've been through long hard difficult battles right 
Yeah, the, there's, so you're if, right. There's zero pressure on the Lightning. Yeah, total. If they house lose, money people will be upset, but they won't be that upset because they'll go, man. They went to three well, what do you expect? Like, we can't be no, there no. all the time, guys. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent with you. How about how about the the two teams that have been nipping on the Hurricanes' heels for the majority of the season? One of which who was actually ahead of us for a little while and started out great. It's the Devils versus the Rangers for the first time since 94, if I recall correctly. That's a long time. It is a long time. And this is going to be a really wow series. Just hope they just tear each other apart. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they would. You know what? And this one, I think what. I think uh, some might argue that the t- other team that has a lot of house money is New Jersey mm-hmm. because they were so young. No one expected them to be as strong as they are. And this is their first foray into the playoffs yep. for a while. Where are they going to end up? And I just think uh, I would love to see New Jersey come through because that's entertaining hockey yeah. for my following prediction that's coming. But the Rangers are, are essentially, when you look at their forward lineup, is an all-star team. They have an like arguably the deepest, strongest forward lines in the league with tons of experience. They have great players throughout. They added Tarasenko and Kane, who are starting to find their way to produce. Oh, and they also have Shisterkin. I mean. They also have Shesterkin. I who, think who, who it would be amazing. And he he really had not amazing. played he had not played the greatest all season long either mm-hmm. until the end. Mm-hmm. And he's another one that has turned it up a notch and and is really playing quite well. Yep. I want to say I want to say New Jersey in seven. I'm saying the Rangers in seven. But I'm cheering against them. So I'm with you. Um, I think this is going seven games. And I think you, you kind of covered a lot of it, right? You have inexperience mm-hmm. and youth and legs and optimism versus an all-star team who likes to play dirty. Yes, so Mr. If Trudeau, I'm the, we're if talking I'm the Devils, I If I'm the Devils, you need to dictate play to win this series. They play very Hurricanes-esque, up-tempo hockey on the transition. Speed is their biggest weapon. Yep. If they can't utilize that, if they allow the Rangers to slow them down, they're going to lose. It's going to be a slog. Yep. Their inexperience is one of the reasons that I think a lot of experts will will vote against them, even though I think they're actually favored mm-hmm. um, to win, um, in Vegas at least. And 
I I would like to see the Devils youth be that kind of like Seth Jarvis youth of last year, where yeah, like he doesn't know he's in danger. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's just he's flying around the ice, hitting people, <laughs> and he doesn't realize like that he's got a you know a, a target on his head. Yeah, because if they play that way, they can they can beat the Rags. Yeah. Um, I think ultimately I'm with you. This is going to be, I think, a seven-game series because I think this is going to go back and forth a lot. I think the Rangers are going to win in seven. I think New Jersey is where Carolina was a few years ago or where the Lightning was at the start when they had the skill but not quite the you know the toughness and the identity to get yeah. through. And then they won cups, right? So I think that's where New Jersey is. But this is going to all depend for me on the tempo of the game. If New Jersey sets the pace, New Jersey can win. If New York sets the pace, New York's going to win. But I think ultimately it's going to be experience and guys like the Tarantinkos of the world who have been there, done that, yeah. are going to end up controlling the tempo of the series, therefore giving the Rags the win in seven games. There it is. Uh, there's only one left. And the most important series, the battle in our of eyes. the Ajos. Yes, and and uh, uh, Aho is going to be successful. Fishy, uh, who I'm sure that's probably the other Aho's nickname as well. So I'm Maybe. not sure. That's I mean, it could be. It's, who's to say? Look, Carolina. Despite the woes, despite the difficulty in goaltending and I say difficulty in so much as the injuries mm-hmm. and a less than year than what we saw last year from Mr. Anderson and this one to me the Islanders scare the Islanders scared me in fact I didn't really want of all of the teams that we could have faced who were vying for it. Yeah. They were last on my list. <laughs> last on my list mostly because of Sorokin. Sorokin has done it to the Canes in the past repeatedly. And yeah, and there's something something about him. He's he's uh he's an outstanding goaltender. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. And we are struggling to get primary scoring. The mm-hmm. secondary scoring is there. Oddly mm-hmm. enough, our secondary scoring seems to be our primary. It's like a weird reverse world <laughs> type thing that we're living in. Um, and I, I will let's, I have questions, but I'm going to save the questions for after my prediction. I see the canes. Canes win this in six because Sorokin steals two games. I like it. There's no other reason why the Canes couldn't be an uh, easy prediction on this. Now, we can also point out that all around the world, people are liking to pick the Islanders as the upset special, mm-hmm. mostly because of no... Um, well, because of no Pacioretty, no Svechnikov, goaltending concern. Mm-hmm. The valid, right? all the valid. all reasonable, all reasonable. But look, take take a step back. Look at the two teams. 
Look at what they have. Look at their performances so far. The Canes are the better team mm-hmm. and will win this series in six. I, I agree. I, you know, the Islanders, you know, Barzal will be back. They got Bo Horvat. So they have some firepower, right? They do. They have guys who can score. The Hurricanes goaltending is up in the air. You know, Rod's, Rod's on record saying, oh, you know, we don't have a plan yet. We're thinking it out. I like to think that that's just coach talk for I'm not going to tell you so that you can't prepare for it because yeah. if anybody starts game one other than Ranta, um, before I watch the game, I will, I don't know, go outside and punch something or just get my frustration out immediately. No offense to Anderson. Ranta has been the better goaltender. He has. He, he just has. And Anderson is the kind of guy who could win you a Stanley Cup. But for every 10-bell save, not even for every one, for every three 10-bell save he makes in a game, he gives up some weird five-hole softy. And I'm just frustrated about it. And I'm not yeah. saying the guy's not a good goaltender. He is. And he's making some stops that he shouldn't make. Yeah. But you also have to make the ones that you should make, Freddie. My goodness. <laughs> You know, maybe maybe Fred, you know Freddie's got a new mask for this series. Oh yeah, maybe the new mask will will help. Maybe vision. I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, in my mind, you need to have Ront in there. So so the goal the 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 keys to this matchup are one is Sorokin. If he plays lights out, it's going to be a long series. It is. However, the Kings have worse problems with lesser known goalies. At least with guys like you know Sorokin, like they tend to eventually figure them out and beat them. Yeah. You know, and then on the in the Kane side, to me, as much as I'm worried about where the offense is going to come from, I think that will ultimately work itself out. Sebastian Ajo is not going to be a half a point a game guy in the playoffs. I just don't believe that he's going to. If Shea and Burns and Gosses Bear, any of those guys can score and Kokanyami, you know, if Seth Jarvis, if any of those, if we just need one of those forwards to get going, and I would feel a lot better. So my question is, can you keep the scores low enough that three goals win you? And Ronta can do that. Yep. The Wolves are still technically in the playoff hunt. They actually can still make the playoffs. I don't know how that affects the Canes. Mm. Mostly for Kuchetkov. Yeah. Right? Because the Wolves are going to want him there. Too bad he's Carolina's you know, property, for, for lack of a better term. If they want to pull him up, they pull him up. Yeah. I don't think Rod's going to do that. I think as long, I'm thinking less Ron or Freddie were to get hurt. I don't think we'll see Kochekov unless the rails are coming off. Yeah, right? I don't think I don't think we see Kochekov at least in the first round unless things are not going well. <laughs> so I, I don't want to see Piotr right now in Raleigh because I think that is doom and gloom. However, you have guys who could get a look. You know, I don't. You know, generally you're not going to see guys like Reese or Suzuki or LeJoie or any of those guys up right now. But if the offense can't find the scoring and you're going to change something up, you know, and, and maybe it's us, right? Maybe it's maybe it's me as a fan putting more stock into the transition from AHL to NHL than I should. And it's true. Yeah. For a lot of guys, it's hard. It is. And and Nason's the perfect example. You know, he spent 10 plus years you know, playing, you know, as a professional and this is his breakout year. Like he's almost doubled his points from any other year yeah. except for last year in Chicago where he just went off with like 86 points or something ridiculous. Right. Right. 
So the leap from the HL to NHL doesn't guarantee success. We've seen that repeatedly. But if our offense is anemic, I would bring somebody up, even if it's just to, you know, backhandedly let the guys in the locker room know I'm it's bringing up enough. an AHL guy because you're not getting it done as an NHLer. You should take it personally. I don't know that Rod's that guy. I, I'm that guy. I would do that. I don't know that Rod would. So yeah, I I agree with you. I think the Kings take it in six. I think every game is going to be close and it's going to be a battle of inches in the end, right? There's yeah. going to be a couple of posts that go in that's going to win you a game. There's going to be a post that goes out that loses you a game. It's just, I think it's going to be that type of series. Um, and I don't hate the Isles or their fans. So I'm actually looking forward to this, you know, yeah. versus something like the Rangers, you know, in our barn where half the city of Cary shows up as season ticket holders wearing Ranger gear, like not in the... It's bad in the regular season. Like I can't have that in the playoffs, right? No, I'm just, and I'm not even in the barn. I just feel bad for the people who are, yeah, having to deal with with people who cheer for the Hurricanes one minute and then the next day not only put on the opposing team's gear, which is fine, that I'm okay with, but then are just like belligerent and insulting about the fans and the team. Like, are like you're one of those fans most of the time, so I don't get it. But yeah, yeah, Canes and six. It's going to be goaltending as much as anything, and the Hurricanes have to find scoring from somebody in the top, you know, top twelve. So I've got. I'm gonna. I know we are running a tiny bit long again. Yeah, that's and my so going to die. So <laughs> I, I'll, I'll try to make this quick. I uh, there's a couple of things. Number one, the question isn't who's going to be in net. The question really should be, is how short is the leash. How short is the leash for Ranta? How short is the leash for, you know, Mr. Anderson if they have to go to him? There is not, you know what I mean? When you were talking about the possibility of Kochetkov and all of this, there is not a long drawn out time where we have the opportunity to give everyone a chance before we play that final card. Right. So it's, there's, there's, you know, issues there. So that's one question. Rontas is longer than, than Anderson's in my yep. opinion. Um, but what that looks like in reality, I don't, I don't know how short, you know, it's, you know, I don't yeah. see anybody getting pulled like mid game or anything at this point, unless things are just bad, but yeah. And, and, and by the same token, if Ronta comes at, let's say Ronta is the starting for game one and they lose and he puts an Anderson. I don't think that's a short lease situation so much as that that's just Rod's going to do what Rod's going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Rod's, not, you know, if, if we lose one, then he just sw- swaps them. Cause that's just what he does. I think so. Who at now, and I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to ask you who is the forward to watch for? Who is the defenseman to watch for? KK all day. Uh, Yasperi Kokanyemi is starting to feel good in, in it's like a kid, right? So Mm. you've had your daughter's grown. My, you know, my son is growing. Having them feel safe and comfortable is the first step to confidence. Yep. KK, I think feels safe and comfortable in Carolina. He's, he knows like, yeah, I might be put on the fourth line, but that's not a demotion in Carolina, right? I'm not going to be benched. I'm certainly not going to be sent to Laval, a.k.a. Chicago, because, you know, they don't know what to do with me because I'm not scoring at a, you know, 100-point pace my first year as a kid who should have been left in Finland. 
Yeah. That's big. I think KK's feeling that. He's starting to throw the body around. That was big in the Detroit game, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's 6'2", 200 plus. Like, he has a body to throw around. I, I think KK is going to be an important part of any playoff success this year. From the Your defender? Team. It's an obvious, it's so obvious, but I can't not say Brent Burns. Because Brent Burns, in hockey terms or in, in major league sports terms, is a dinosaur. He is practically a great grandfather at 37, yeah. 38 years old. And he just put up one of his best seasons ever. The third best season, I think, ever for a Hurricanes or Whalers defenseman. Yep. And every game he looks better. <laughs> tell tell me he doesn't better look better, better now than he looked in March. And he didn't look better in March. He looked in February as he's learning the system and learning to trust his teammates. We're, we're back to trust again, right? Oh, that's and a brilliant Brent, point. Brent Burns is more comfortable with the guys who are out there with him. Gosses Bear has a little more time on the ice now with Chatfield, who they already look good together, right? Yep. Chatfield can play up with Slavin. We've seen that one too. Brent Burns, as as he's gotten into the like, I expect Burns to have a phenomenal year next year. This year was great. Yep. Him with a full year in this system and be able to trust his coaches and trust his teammates and have the off season and a full workout, all those things. I, even as old as he is, I'm expecting great things. Yeah. In, in these playoffs, Brent Burns is going to be the team leader in assists. Mm-hmm. I think Burns is going to help carry you through at least the first series and the second series is going to be a battle it you know a lot no of matter who we're going to play like we're not going to talk yeah. about that one yet but brent burns is going to be the gas that makes everything go and i think you're going to see burns is going to end up as the hurricane's main you know he's going to be the assist leader for the team when these playoffs are done so i'm going to pick my two guys Uh, And this is out of an expectation of excellence. I I am expecting Seabass Fishy to lead the way. And everyone has spoken at great length about his leadership, his desire to win. I know he has the desire to win. I know that he puts pressure on himself to be the very best that he can be every day. He now, those expectations have to result. There have to be positive results from those Mm -hmm. expectations. He needs to be the guy that I pin him to be, which is Francis 2.0. We say that that we have a superstar and his name is Sebastian Ajo. Now's the time. Show it. Tell him. Now's the time. 100% 100% on defense. And I'm, uh, so I'm leaving that there on defense. Shay to me, it's a great pick is Shay has got, yeah, he's got the ability to find those goals. We were pointing it out last week, you know, with Kaylee and Alex, Shay is shooting the puck and for some reason, it's not always really heavy, not big slap shots, but they're finding seeing eye puck finding its way through all of the traffic and make no mistake it's playoff hockey lots of traffic the block shots are going to be so important for every team. garbage goal is a goal at a hundred percent 
So we got to get guys to the net and have guys like Shea who can find a way to get the puck through. And Shea only by a margin, because uh, only by the slightest of margins over Burns because Burns is doing the same thing. And I agree with you 100%. I mean, you're always on point. You've made two great selections. But my guys, I, I, I'm shining a light on Aho. It's time. I don't want to be insulting and say put up or shut up but that really is the it's time it's time now so everybody you're the superstar we think you are exactly and and shay there too and phenomenal you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a great series congratulations to our hurricanes fantastic season season, guys uh we were so happy and ups and downs we you know hey we complained some you know you guys as as Members of the team, I'm sure, did too. But overall, I mean, phenomenal year. Fun hockey to watch. It is. It so. is. And even more fun. Everyone, I'm thinking of Nancia now. Yeah. Who is going Getting to experience her first, her first playoffs. I've been trying to warn her, be ready. Because what you experienced in the regular season, what you experienced at the stadium series, Pale in comparison. It's it absolutely will pale in comparison to what you're about to back on uh, after the playoffs. Yes. Give us the full, you know, her take of her first season. That's a great idea. Well, we're going to make that happen. The playoffs are hopefully, I I know, I think maybe you and some other folks suggested, Hey, go to game one. If you have a choice, a chance for either game, choose game one. There is something about playoff hockey in general, but at PNC, you're going to feel the energy before you ever even get in the building. Yeah. Outside the the tailgating is different in the playoffs. It just is. It's just a feeling it's, it's electric and and it's just one of those things. Um, Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to, to more of her videos and to see how she reacts because, you know, if they can go in there and she's in attendance and they can lock up game one, that the roof of that place, it is Nancy. If you're listening, even if you haven't so far, take earplugs. You may choose not to use them, but I promise you that whole loudest house in the NHL thing is not a marketing gimmick. It gets incredibly loud in there when that team is going in the playoffs. True. Way more than the regular season. The regular season gets loud, but not the kind of loud that we experienced in the past in the playoffs. Not, yeah, take not earplugs, like this. Even <laughs> yeah. if you don't normally use them, maybe you won't use them at all, but you might be like, you know, it, it might be 45 seconds to go, and, you know, in the hurricane score an empty netter. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is what Brad meant. I'm gonna put yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was going to what I was going to say is, is don't wear the earplugs right away. Get the full experience of what we're saying. You'll understand that we are not hype men. We are just giving you the straight truth. This is what you're in for. Once you've experienced it, if you want to save your hearing, that's the time to get them in and then raise. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, and then raise the roof some more. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. Everyone puts their earplugs in and they still want to feel it the same way that they do. So they just get louder and they turn it up to 12 instead of 11. Like it's going to be so exciting. Best atmosphere in hockey. It is looking forward to this NHL playoffs are here. Not fast enough. The fact that we have the whole weekend and with no hockey and we're sitting on pins and needles, Brad, you know, I'm going to be texting you like mad 
over the uh, next you know so ha- having a kiddo in the house i normally defer to him on what to watch and i watch almost every game from an ipad so sometimes i don't always see things i got to go back and watch the game later or i don't yeah. see because it's hard to see numbers it's an ipad i mean it's not even a small sure. tv right um playoff hockey not so yeah my my foot is down playoff hockey will be on the television <laughs> He out of the way stuff the, the ipad will be his but but the playoffs will be on the big tv where i can actually see things and read numbers and see what's going on a lot better than i can on a you know a, an eight inch screen or tenant screen or whatever the darn thing is um, <laughs> i am awesome he, he's actually hyped for it too the whole family is too my you know my wife was a bruins fan uh when i met her uh that didn't last long fortunately so you won her over yeah that's so, what I like to hear. The Canes won a over. It wasn't even me. It was it was the Hurricanes. We we took her to some games, and she realized this was something special. So 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 Brad, if uh, so, thank you to the listeners who've given us a shot. Let us talk to them about what we love most in the NHL. If you want to find us, where can they where can they find us, Brad? So uh, Linktree is the easiest way, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash StormSeller97. That has everything there. But on Twitter, StormSeller97, at Gmail, StormSeller97. On Facebook, Facebook.com slash StormSeller97. We tried to just, I tried to just keep them all the same. Um, obviously, it's StormSeller in the year of our birth with the 97. So, or, or you can think of it as Stormy's number. If you're a big Stormy fan, just think that we're also big Stormy fans. There you go. Uh, Storm, uh, sorry, uh, for me personally, if you want my takes or whatever, I'm usually not too far away from Storm Seller. I'm always commenting. But if you want to connect up with me personally on Twitter, it's Judge Wapner 10. Uh, and uh, you know what? I've got lots of takes. Sometimes you'll hear about the Jays and sometimes you hear about whatever, but my focus has been predominantly the Carolina Hurricanes and rightly so. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm hoping to get a couple of articles for people to read as the playoffs roll along. Uh, So don't be afraid to go over there. In fact, uh, Nancy, uh, getting back to her, she questioned, she didn't know what the team that shall not be named who didn't know who that was and why from listening to last week. And I had the opportunity to direct her to the how and why that reference became infamous uh, from me. And so that indeed. So we'll let uh, you can go find, we've got thoughts on things. Uh, we have so much fun. If you want to subscribe to us, go ahead, subscribe on whatever format that you listen on. Give us a nice high rating rating. and and a review. That'd be awesome. It would Um, be great. And uh, further, further to that, if you want to join us, drop us a line anytime. If you have questions for us, yeah, if you have have questions, we want to do a, I would love to do a question show too. That's going to do it for this. Brad, I'm so excited bring on the playoffs and really do i know there is one thing left to say and that is go canes go canes
Thank you everyone for tuning in. Ray and I greatly appreciate your support in helping us produce an informative and fun podcast. As always, we'd like to say that we believe hockey is for everyone, whether you're a caniac or a bunch of jerks doesn't matter, as we're just a couple of jerks anyway. We would love to hear your questions, comments, and suggestions. We will do our best to answer anything hockey-related. You can reach us by email at stormseller97 at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at stormseller97. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormseller97.